In today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we're going to recap some of the games from NFL Week 3, including the big matchup that was last night between Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, and also NBA Game 6, Boston, Miami. Miami comes out on top and advances to the NBA Finals. All that and more coming up on Sports Talk from the Crib. Hey everybody, welcome to Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Before we get started on today's episode, I just want to let everybody know my grandma's been really ill. That's why there wasn't really any episodes last week. You only did one. I know I'm keeping my word to go, you guys. I'm going to try to do it every Monday through Friday. She's been in and out of the hospital. So I'm trying to take care of her along with some family members. So that is why you know that was only one episode last week. Do apologize for that, but under the circumstances, I had to do what I had to do. She's doing all right, so I just want to let everybody know out there who was wondering where the episodes were. Cause I got a little bit of messages that that was the reason why. But I'm back now. It's Monday. We're coming off a big time NFL weeks weekend, man. Sunday, big matchups, some exciting games. And the first one I want to talk about is the Chicago Bear-Atlanta Falcon game. Now, you know the reason why we got to talk about the epic collapse last week that Atlanta Falcons had against the Dallas Cowboys. Well, guess what, everyone? They did it again. Another historical collapse again in the fourth quarter. The Atlanta Falcons lose to the Chicago Bears by a final score of 30-26. to the Falcons were up again. 16 there in the fourth quarter. They were up 26 to 10. It is their fifth loss by at least 16 points since the start of 2016. So this is just getting out of control. And what made matters worse is Chicago Bears benched Trubisky there in the third quarter and went with Nick Foles. Now you know how hard I've been on Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think he's the quarterback. I believe it's a bust. He was in the same draft class as Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. He got taken second overall, and he has not lived up to the potential and whatever the Chicago Bears organization and everyone saw in him because he got two big-time quarterbacks behind him, including the MVP Super Bowl-wearing Patrick Mahomes that got drafted later on in the first round. So Missile Trubisky... Finally got benched. Now, he wasn't having like a horrible game, but it was just an average Trubisky, you know, game. He only plays well against the Detroit Lions. That's it. He was 13 of 22, 128 yards, a touchdown. He threw the pick there in the third, and everybody was like, Bill Lazer was like, hey, guess what, man? You're out. Nick Foles is in. Now, Nick Foles goes out there and throws three TD passes there in the fourth quarter. Finishes with 16 to 29, three TDs, and it had a pick. But it was all about that. All of a sudden, we saw the offense flowing. Matt Nagy, he's been all up on Trubisky, wanting him to be a starter. And even now, he's still saying he doesn't know who's going to be the starter for week four, but it should definitely be Nick Foles. Him and Bill Lazor seem to have a connection in the play calling. 
what was going on there. He's the offense coordinator there, and Matt Nagy needs to understand too. An offensive mind like yourself, Nick Foles, does it look like the answer? But it was the Atlanta Falcons. But he scored three straight TD drives. The Falcons couldn't get it off the field on defense, and the offense, of course, collapsed because they had three straight three and outs, including a possession that only lasted 22 seconds. And the Falcons blow another fourth quarter lead and game. We had an Allen Robinson sighting there for Chicago. 10 catches, 123, a touchdown. Jimmy Graham has six catches, 60 yards, and two touchdowns. All of a sudden, the offense started flowing. The final pass there to Anthony Miller, you know, secured the deal and the comeback. Falcons still had a chance at the end, but Matt Ryan threw his pick. So... Again, this is crazy, guys. There's big-time storylines coming out of this. I said last week, Dan Quinn's of the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons should be fired. He should have been fired last year. should have been fired the year before. He is this lost this team ever since that Super Bowl collapse against the New England Patriots. The Atlanta Falcons team has not been the same ever since. A defensive-minded guy... Who should know the talent, defensive strategies, and all that. They have one of the worst defenses in the league. Still, you don't have that Legion of Boom defense when you were the defensive coordinator there in Seattle. He hasn't brought it over. And this team is just so talented, though, on the offensive side of the ball. There's no reason why they can't keep moving the ball. You're up 26 to 10. You got Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones didn't play, but you still got spotted a 16-point lead in the fourth. That was without Julio. And you still lose. Like, what is going on? Dan Quinn has to go. Call for his firing last week. I'm calling for it again. Arthur Blank, the owner, needs to wake up. He's not the answer. He should have been fired a year ago, definitely. And now this here. After that horrible miscue on the onside kick, they could have won the game versus the Cowboys, and they all stood around, like did a little huddle around the ball. It's just, this team's head's not in it. They're not with it. They just don't look like they want to play for them. That's what their bowdy language looks like out there. Dan Quinn's got to go. Now, on the flip side of this, Nick Foles again in relief. Now for the Chicago Bears. Comes out and has a heck of a showing. Should he be the starter going forward? And my answer is yes. They have to make them relevant. It's the only way for them to compete in that division. Especially with the way Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are off right now. They're off to a 3-0 start as well. Chicago Bears are 3-0. They have to keep it up. And Nick Foles keeps gives them the best shot at keeping within arm's length of the Green Bay Packers. Because I believe Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. He wants to prove out there he's the guy when they drafted Jordan Love in the first round for some damn reason. He's going to prove that he's going to have an MVP caliber year. And he's off to it right now. So the only way to be neck and neck with the Green Bay Packers in that division and the wide open NFC is this year. 
Nick Foles gives you the best chance to win. He should be your starter. Forget about this whole second overall pick, Mr. Bisky. Get that out of the way. Because he's not the answer. He's proven over and over again. He fails in critical moments, especially when things get tight. He's just not that type of quarterback. Cut your losses, man. It's okay to bench him. Bench him for the rest of the year. He acted surprised. He came on the postgame there conference at the end of the game acting all shocked and like he was playing a decent game and you guys are down 16 points to the Atlanta Falcons okay you were down and Nick Foles came in and showed you how it was done and how to be a quarterback especially when you got Allen Robinson there on the outside like all of a sudden that talent showed again because he had a quarterback that actually can get the ball down the field and give it to your playmakers and give you a chance to win the game so Matt Nagy, you need to make the call. Go with Nick Foles. Say, sorry, Trubisky, you're out. That's how it's going to be. If he decides to struggle, may put you back in. But we're riding Nick Foles for the rest of the year. All right, now let's get into that next game. Speaking of the Cowboys there a little bit, they faced the Seahawks yesterday. And, of course, they were entertaining. They made you believe. They made you think they're going to go in Seattle and come out with a victory. But... There's a certain guy by the name of Russell Wilson sitting across the field there and across center for that Seattle Seahawks team who is on fire. I mean, it, when he throws an incompletion, you're like, damn, what is wrong with Russell Wilson? That is how on target and on fire he has been this year coming out the gates. They won yesterday by a score of 38-31. to Russell Wilson, 27-40. 315 yards and five touchdowns. Three of them came to Tyler Lockett there in the first half. He finished with nine catches and 100 yards. The the duo of Tyler Lockett and drafting DK Metcalf a year ago, it's his second year being in there in the system and on that roster. Having those two wide receivers and now adding a veteran, savvy tight end, and Greg Olson is just making Russell Wilson have a field day against these defenses. Now, Dallas defense isn't as great this year. They need help, definitely need help in the secondary. If you watch them, a lot of those secondary guys are having a lot of balls get by them. These wide receivers are getting by them and getting separation. Especially DK Metcalf there. He caught the game winning touchdown there with minute 47 remaining. It's 29 yards out. He finished with another 100-yard receiving game. So DK Metcalf is doing this thing too. He had a bonehead play, though, earlier, a wide-open touchdown there, and he led up near the goal line, and the ball went out in the end zone for a touchback. So he cost Seattle a touchdown er earlier in the game, but he redeemed himself this time, caught the game-winning touchdown from 29 yards out, and then the Seahawks went for two, and they win by a final of 38-31. to And, of course, those Cowboys stat lines look good, too. Dak is out there tossing the ball around the whole entire field. He finished the game with 37 of 57. He, he, he passed the ball 57 times. 472 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. He had a fumble as well. The game came down to the very last play. Dak Prescott was getting pressured and somehow got out of it. Stayed on his feet, but then threw it in the end zone. It was picked off, and that's what ended the game. So the Dallas Cowboys were, like I said, hey, they're entertaining. 
from all the way to the beginning of the game to the very end. It is insane. The belief this team puts in itself and everybody watching the game. But, hey, what can you do? It's the Dallas Cowboys. That's what they are. It's who they are. Let's just get into this Russell Wilson, man. He is the MVP so far this year. He is definitely the MVP. He has 14 touchdowns in the first three games. That's an NFL record. And best of all, no turnovers. The guy is just playing out of this world. Out of this world. Another five touchdown performance. 14. 14 in the first three games. He ousted. Right now he's ousting uh, Patrick Mahomes when he, when he did. In that MVP year. We set those records. He's starting off the season better than that. That's how on fire he is right now. <laughs> that is pretty damn scary. And coming from a guy who's never once gotten a single MVP vote. He's been a great quarterback. He's won a Super Bowl. He lost the other one. Of course, at that play call, he should have went to Marshawn Lynch. But we all know the story of that. And, hey, man, this he's been always kind of under the radar. The first under the radar. Because you thought of Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You know, you think of those guys. And now you're thinking of Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. And people just forget about Russell Wilson for some reason. The guy is the MVP so far. I actually think he's going to win it this year. The plays he makes are just perfect. Offensive line breaks down. He knows when to run. He knows where his progressives are on the field. He knows who to throw the ball to. The offensive line wasn't very there the last few years. They struggled. They're struggling running the ball so far at the beginning. But I think that will come together as the year progresses. This team can be very, very scary. But the only problem with them is the same problem with the with the Cowboys. It's the secondary. They don't have that big-time secondary like they had back in the day. They need secondary help on that Seattle team. Or else they're going to have to outscore everybody. The same way with the Cowboys. Both teams need that secondary help. Because you're going to have to put up 30-plus points a game for you to have a chance to win. But Russell Wilson's rating right now, this guy's on fire. He's my favorite player of the league so far in terms of excitement. I love watching him play, especially right now. And he is determined to get that MVP. He's going to get an MVP vote barring some injury or something happening there. But Russell Wilson's on a mission, just like Aaron Rodgers. They're the two quarterbacks this year that are just out there balling. Okay, now speaking of that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, he was facing Drew Brees and the Saints last night in an epic primetime showdown. Packers came out with a victory. 37-30 to 30 over the New Orleans Saints. Aaron Rodgers continuing his... Mission, 21 of 32, 283, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, the running back there, added 69 yards on the ground with a touchdown. And Alan Lazard, they were without Devontae Adams last night, guys. They were without Devontae Adams. And Alan Lazard finished the game with six receptions, 146 yards, and a touchdown. He played an amazing game, especially taking on that role that Devontae Adams has. Since he was out, he, he put it in there perfect. He played a great game. 
He was going up against Marshawn Lattimore, who I think is one of the premier cornerbacks in the league. And on this Saints D. And he was beating him a few times there for a few long catches and gains and touchdowns. So give him some props, man. He went out there balling. On the other side, Drew Brees, he finished the game 29 of 36, three touchdowns and a pick. So the Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees pretty much had the same numbers. They're going toe-to-toe there. You know, hey, it's just one guy came out on top. You know, had that ball there at the end. You know, that's just how these guys go. It was a great game. Alvin Kamara had 58 yards on the ground. He also had 13 catches for 139, two touchdowns, including one little quick outplay where he pretty much broke every tackle there. The Packers were throwing from every guy on the team there. Made an incredible touchdown run. And that's the difference. Like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can still sling the ball around the field. He can still get the ball, make any kind of throw. Drew Brees seems to be struggling so far with that lately. Packers are 3-0. Saints are 1-2. and And now the Saints were without wide receiver Michael Thomas. That's Brees' go-to guy. He was a leading receiver last year. Leading receiver in the whole NFL in terms of receptions. So that's a big key to offense. They still dropped 30 points on him, even without Michael Thomas. So that had a little bit of play into it. But Drew Brees, it seems like he can't get the ball down the field. And having Michael Thomas out does play a little part in that. But he doesn't have like what Aaron Rodgers still has. Aaron Rodgers can still make every single throw on the field. Zip it down the sidelines, across the middle, deep ball. You got it. Aaron Rodgers is putting it on the money. Drew Brees seems like he's a little bit off this year. You know, he's getting older. His arms may be wearing out a little bit. So that's something to keep an eye on as the season progresses. But there were some key stops there in that fourth quarter. Like the Packers went for it on fourth and one, and Aaron Jones was stuffed. But then, you know, the Saints tried to get a little too cute. Did a little RPO. They put Taysom Hill in there as quarterback. He faked it, and then he fumbled. So that's what gave the Packers back the ball. And, by you know, that was a little t- too... A little too late. They did score there. Tried to onside kick, but the Packers were able to run the clock out. But that just, you know, a little too cute there. But Taysom Hill has always been that guy. Make a big plays, put him in there. He's a gadget player. He may have to take over for the Saints a little sooner than expected. He signed up to that contract. This is Drew Brees' last year. So he's going to get some opportunities more opportunities that is to play and we'll see what happens but another key stat this is green bay offense is this is a big key stat here play action yesterday aaron Rodgers was 15 of 19 188 yards and three touchdowns if the running game gets going like they were one of the top running games last year and aaron jones has been solid this year too and that running game gets going, it is over. That stat right there proves it. If you just get a few runs here, even if it's four or five yards, that opens up the play action, and Aaron Rodgers is just being money when it comes to that. So that's a great stat to see there. 15 of 19 again, 188 yards on play action with those three touchdowns. If you just take that out there... (laughs) He only had 95 yards passing with six six completions. 
So 95 yards otherwise, but 188 when it comes to play action. And this Green Bay offense in the first three games now has 43 points in the opener. They scored 42 points in week two. And now 37. They almost put up 40. For a grand total of 122 points in the first three games. That's how you know this offense is rolling. And they may be just the most complete team in the NFC right now. So, you know we've been talking all this football, but there was an NBA game last night. Eastern Conference Finals, Game 6. Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. Can the Heat close them out? In advance to their first NBA Finals since 2014. Yes, they did. Miami Heat win. Advancing to the NBA Finals to face the Los Angeles Lakers. So they won last night, 125-113 over the Celtics. And Bam Adebayo comes through huge in a game-clinching win. 32 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. He was 11-15 overall from the field, including a solid 10 of 11 from the foul line. Jimmy Butler finished with 22 points, 8 assists. Tyler Hero, 19 points. They had 6 players overall there in double figures. And for the Celtics, Jalen Brown, 26 points. Kimball Walker and Smart added 20. Jason Tatum tried to come through. He had a struggle really big time there in shooting-wise this game. But he finished with 24 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. He was only 9 of 26 from the field and 3 of 10 from 3. So that played a big factor in the game, especially down the stretch and in that fourth quarter. But let's get back to Bam Adebayo. Let's put some respect on this man's name. He is up there with one of the top centers in the league. He's there with Anthony Davis, in my opinion. Him and Anthony Davis, that will be one great matchup and probably the most intriguing matchup to watch in the NBA Finals. It'll be Bam Adebayo and Anthony Davis. Because Bam was hard on himself in Game 5 here. He said he played a bad game. He take full responsibility. Jimmy Butler tried to blame him and say, Hey man, it's a team game. It's all on us, win or lose. And Bam said he just wanted to take pride in himself. He went out there and balled, man. He played an outstanding game. He, I mean, it was a season-high 32 points. The guy was everywhere. They were exploiting that Celtics defense, especially with a pick and roll there. Bam on the bio is playing lights out. And the whole Heat team is just coming up clutch in the fourth quarter. Every time they need to turn on, it seems like they turn it on. They did in every series so far. They're 12 and 3 overall in the playoffs. Same as the Lakers. So that's how you know you got the two best teams going to the NBA Finals. They ended this game on a 35 to 17 run. They were down 96 90 in the fourth. And that's when Miami Heat just turned into overdrive. Tyler Hero has been amazing in the fourth quarter, like every game. He had a big fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler made a few nice buckets there. But Bam, Bam was the story. Bam was the story that second half. He put a team on his back, had outstanding, and then all of a sudden everything started falling in place. Everybody was making shots. But I'm so impressed with Tyler Hero and his fearlessness in the playoffs. And in big game crunch time situations, Duncan Robinson hit a big three there, put him up. I mean, they were on a 19-6 run there in, this, in that stretch. He finished scoring 35 of the final 52 points of the game, you know, so 
that 35-17 overall run there in the fourth was just, that was it. That decided the game. And again, the Boston Celtics are going home. They have so much talent. A lot of young guys. They brought in Kemba Walker this year to try to make that move instead of Kyrie. Same result. But Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, those guys are going to be great, great players. They've improved it so far, especially again this year. Great young squad. I love the way Marcus Smart plays for him. Guy has a lot of heart. He left it all out there on the court. Unfortunately for the team, it wasn't enough. They are going home. They're getting out of the bubble. So it's not so much of a bad thing. This is disappointing on the season the way it ends. But hey, you're getting out of the bubble. So I guess there's a, it is a positive to everything, right? <laughs> but hey, my Miami Heat going to the NBA Finals. Man, I can't wait. Game one starts Wednesday. I predicted them to go. I had actually the other LA team going to the NBA Finals to face them. But we didn't get to see that. Because, you know, the Lakers, they destroyed Nuggets' hopes in everywhere in shape of form that game five. Poor Nuggets. They had a great run. But LeBron James, Anthony Davis... Going up against Miami Heat and Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Those matchups between those guys is going to be so fascinating and so incredible. Must watch TV. I can't wait till it starts. You know, especially, you know, I'm a Miami Heat fan, guys. You all know this by now. I love my Miami Heat. My favorite Miami Heat team never even won a title. And I still think about this to this day with that back in the day with Tim Hardaway and Alonzo Mourning. But this Heat team has a lot of spunk. Eric Sprolstra is a heck of a coach. Needs to get more credit in that category as well. It's not this Pat Riley running the show. His reason why Eric Sprolstra is down there coaching for all these years and kept it around with all this young talent. They have great organization. They know how to develop their players. And let's see if they got four more wins in them or not. We're going to find out, especially when game one starts Wednesday night. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here again on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Be sure to check out the official website there at FuelTheHeatEntertainment.com. That's FuelTheHeatEntertainment.com for your latest sports and updates around the show. I'll be sending a newsletter out here coming next week for your October issue. So be on the lookout for that. If you're a subscriber, you're going to get it. Some great news coming up about the show. Also, check out there on Instagram. Feel the Heat ENT. That's the official Instagram page. Thank you all for joining me again. Appreciate the love and respect of y'all's show. Share it with your friends, you guys. If you love the show, share it with your friends. Get the word out. It's Sports Tough in the Crib. I'm signing off. Y'all have a great day. Peace out.